Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, passion for excellence. No, your clocks aren't wrong. It really is time for another episode of Auto Line Daily. I'm Peter DiLorenzo, the auto extremist, like you didn't already know that. I'm stepping up by sitting down in the anchor chair for John, who's still living it up in Paris. Here's the latest news we could dredge up from the murky depths of the internet and other sources. As we've reported, the age-old rivalry between China and Japan is heating up. This friction has far-reaching consequences even for the auto industry. According to Bloomberg, Toyota has set up a task force on rare earth metals following reports that China banned exports to Japan. Apparently, the company has struck a deal with Linus Corporation, a Sydney, Australia-based mining operation. Toyota is looking to diversify its supply of these important metals, which are a vital part of hybrid and electric vehicles. China controls 90% of the global market for rare earths. The ban disproportionately affects Japan because it consumes 65% of China's exports. Yesterday, the Obama administration backed legislation that would push states to toughen standards for young people getting their driver's license. According to the Detroit News, the law would mandate three stages of licensing, a learner's permit, an intermediate stage, and then a full license. It makes 16 the earliest age drivers could get a learner's permit and makes them wait until they're 18 before they can get an unrestricted license. Additionally, young drivers wouldn't be allowed to drive unsupervised at night, plus they face other restrictions. States that don't comply within three years would lose federal funding for highway construction. A very good thing, I might add, if they can actually pull it off. And speaking of driving laws, a new study done by the Highway Lost Data Institute shows that texting bans don't work. Researchers studied four states that recently enacted bans and compared them to nearby states without ones. They found that the bans don't reduce accidents and, in some states, accidents were higher than before. This doesn't mean it's safe to text and drive, it just means a ban won't reduce accidents. So why aren't they cutting crashes? The researchers hypothesize that people are just ignoring them. Dodge's days are numbered, at least in the UK. According to Autocar, the brand will disappear once its slow-selling journey crossover is pulled from the market. It's currently the only Dodge vehicle offered in the UK. The Nitro and Caliber were axed in May following weak sales. The brand will maintain a presence in other European markets, but only as a niche player. More evidence GM is hedging its bet with the Chevy Volt. Last week we reported that the company is getting ready to launch a test fleet of all-electric Chevy Cruises in South Korea. And now the Detroit Free Press reports that it will develop electric versions of the Opel Mariva. GM is teaming up with Miregio Mobile with funding from the German government to develop the vehicle. GM says it's a pure research vehicle and it will be used to study the practicality, user-friendliness, and acceptance among consumers. Whatever, it seems like GM just doesn't want to get left out of the EV market if the Volt doesn't catch on. Europeans love hatchbacks and wagons. Americans do not. This is practically a law of physics. But Ford is having some surprising success with its recently introduced Fiesta. The five-door hatch is attracting more buyers than expected, with the take rate exceeding 60%. This flies in the face of common knowledge. According to Wards, hatchbacks accounted for just 8.3% of U.S. sales last year. Because of this unexpected popularity of the Fiesta hatchback, the company is expecting the five-door version of the 2012 Focus in America, 
which goes on sale next year, to be a stronger player in the car's product mix. Could this signal a big shift in the market? Next, we'll get to my opinion on the Volkswagen-Porsche merger. That's coming up right after this. Introducing Bridgestone's third generation of run-flat tires with groundbreaking new Bridgestone technologies. Bridgestone run-flat tires offer improved ride comfort, lower rolling resistance, and improved wear while giving you the peace of mind and comfort you need. Volkswagen's grand plan to absorb Porsche into the Volkswagen Group empire is shaping up to be a giant bull of not good. The plan revolves around the hoary idea of using multiple platforms to dumb down Porsche in the interest of gaining more volume and ultimately more profits. Now, as for generating profitability, I never have a problem with that. It's why they call it business. It's the dumbing down part that I have a huge problem with. For starters, there are plans to do a Porsche version of the Audi Q5 called the Cajun, so the Cayenne can have a little brother. I get the whole peppery motif, but really? Of all the things Porsche had on their future product wish list, do you actually think having a little brother to the Cayenne was priority number one before Volkswagen got involved? A super light, bare sports car with a small displacement four-cylinder engine and some form of electric assist that delivers a power-to-weight ratio close to the current standard Boxster and real-world fuel economy of 50 miles per gallon or more in urban driving? Yeah, I could see that. Or how about a future Porsche 911 utilizing the technology from the 918 Spider supercar concept? Yep, I could Im easily imagine something like that too. But another warmed over Volkswagen product that will be wearing the Porsche crest? And yet another truck to boot? Eh, not so much. I remember issuing a warning about the Volkswagen takeover of Porsche when it happened, saying that the official explanation that this benign takeover would allow Porsche to survive and thrive well into the future would be superseded by the ugly reality that Volkswagen's real plan is to extract every last dollar of profitability from this once exclusive maker of sports cars. Historical legacy and brand image be damned. After all, if a version of the Audi Q5 works for Porsche, why not a smaller, cheaper version of the Panamera based on the new Volkswagen sedan coming out of the new plant in Chattanooga, Tennessee? See where this could lead to? You get enough people on the more profitability through increased volume bandwagon and before you know it, all semblance of reality will cease to exist and Porsche will go mainstream with commoditized offerings like the Golf, or even worse, a Camry. But then again, we've been down this road before with Porsche and Volkswagen. Remember the 924? The cheap, underpowered Volkswagen sporty car with the Porsche crest on its nose and with the Porsche price to boot? When will they ever learn? And that's the high-octane truth for this week and the end of today's show. I'm Peter DiLorenzo. I invite you to read this column and a decade's worth of more content at my website, autoextremist.com. Anyway, thanks for checking out AutoLine Daily. We really do appreciate it. Keep your hands on the wheel, your eyes on the road, and your foot hard down on the gas. Later. Later.